Hey bitch! Hey bitch! Happy birthday to you! Cha cha cha! Are you so happy you're one year older? Oh my god! I mean, I guess um, you know this whole this year has been a throwaway, so uh, right. I'm just trying to be 29 again. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna happen. However, oh. <laughs> I wanted to give you, so, you know, we live so far away, I can't actually give you a present. So yeah. I wanted to give you a spiritual gift. Ooh, okay. I'm in. So, you know, I've been working on like tarot readings and what have you. Tarot read? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> I'm going to do a monologue by her. <laughs> From Sharknado 3. No. This is by Tara Reed. <laughs> Tarot reading. Oh, okay. Okay, now I get it. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. You then fucked up the whole energy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. My bad. So I pulled, I did a birthday spread for you. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay, so I pulled 12 cards. Well, 13, which is a good number, not a bad number. Okay, um, all right. The first one I pulled was representing you going into your new year of age. Okay. And it says, and I quote, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, um, it's the 10 of wands. So it's like getting yourself together and taking a huge leap forward. Like you're ready to take on this new year Okay. with full force. Love it. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, perfect. So bring on 2021. 2021 and and 30 years old. <laughs> yes, oh, that's right. That's Everybody, Jake is 30. Old. Did you hear that? He's older than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. God. So the first card that we pulled is your previous year in summary. Okay. Okay. And you got the four of swords, and this bitch looks very distressed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because Wait, wh- whatever from I know it, you know so this card definitely represents mental distress anxiety so okay, this yes, is your previous yes. year in summary yes, which okay. I mean yes that makes right? sense <laughs> that 100% tracks yes okay perfect so then we have number two what have you learned from the past year in mm. which you received the king of pentacles Okay. So he is like power. He's like ambition, talent, stability. Like you're coming into your own. So you've learned, I guess, to be stronger, right? Because yeah. what you aspire to be in the next 12 months, according to card number three, strength, you are going to be stronger than ever. Oh my God! Yes, come on, Britney Spears. I know. Stronger than yesterday. Well, we have to take a look at card number four because it says what empowers oh, okay. you in reaching your aspirations. Okay. Money. <laughs> Not quite. The card you got was the devil. Oh my God! Uh-huh. So for for so you. Right. (laughs) Well, for this other category, okay, so what empowers you in reaching your aspirations? It's like the devil in this case would be like passion. 
it's like release, mm. freedom, and you know, freedom comes up twice in this reading for you. So it's an internal awakening. Like, you know. Okay, I see that. I see that. And in Rachel True's book, she's like, you know, a lot of people associate that with like the devil in hell, like Satan. And she's like, but I think of it more as Pan or Pawn or whatever the name is. It's a, okay. it's a, a she refers to it as a sexy, drunken party god. Hey, okay. All right. So I that's what you're going to aspire. <laughs> no, that's what's going to empower <laughs> you and your aspirations. But okay, like, sure. But feeling released, feeling passionate, you know, it all plays in I, with each other. Great. Okay. All right. I can see that. And I look a new, at this. I have, I, have a, I have a podcast that I'm passionate about. Yes. And look uh, at the card. Ooh. It's like the Joker almost. Oh, that's cute. This is a cute card. Huh? This is the Art Nouveau deck. Ooh, I love that. Yes. So then we're moving on to what may stand in your way of reaching your goals and aspirations. Ooh, okay. So you got the seven of wands. Um, So that would be like other people challenging your ideas or your way of thinking. Um, Basically, don't listen to anybody. Yeah, the haters. Yeah, this is back off. (laughs) This is your new year. This is you. You're 30. You got the strength. Yes, I got the wisdom now. Yes. The experience. You're coming out of, uh, you know, a little bit of a darker time with the year 2020. Sure. But you're moving forward with great strength. And so you don't have to listen to nobody else but your damn self. All right. I love it. Okay. So then number six is your relationships and emotions in the coming year. Mm, and you got you got in like okay you got the moon so this is like intuition creativity you're getting in touch with your higher self Ooh, okay Mm -hmm. so and this has to do with relationships okay relation well relationships and emotions i kind of feel like in this case it probably is more emotions than anything Mm, like your like your emotional self you're becoming got it uh, you're getting more in touch with your emotions, probably. Probably. That's probably this true. I spend a lot of time with myself now. So yeah. the next one, your career, work, and finances. This is the one that you've been badgering <laughs> me about as I'm pulling the cards. Because I want lots of money. Um, so you got the one of swords. Um, again, you're getting a lot of clarity. Clarity, decisions, confidence. You're advocating for your own ideas. New concepts are learned. Hmm. And so... I don't know. It kind of sounds like you're going to be very creative in what you're going to do moving forward with your work and your finances. All right. I can dig it. I can take that and run with it. And then your health and well-being is the next card. This is the one that was like, I was like, where are we going with this? Because you got <laughs> you got the seven of cups. And that's like, again, intuition. Stay open to your higher self. Clarity. You're, but you're getting clarity from beyond just yourself. You're having like divine you know what i mean like huh divine sources like helping sure you along maybe the it's way. my my like my mental health and like yes you know ha- you know being more willing to or not willing but he hearing more like spiritual things and having tarot readings and things like that i think maybe so that's what it is i do i do think it's that i think it has a lot to do with spirituality because a lot of these cards are about that like you moving right. forward like spiritually mm. then you got to so then i was like okay where are we going with this like let me pull another card you got the two of wands on the card it says batons 
<laughs> Basically saying you can do it all. If you focus, you move forward. Great. Great. Let's move on. So the next card is your spiritual energy and inner fulfillment. And you got the six of cups, which is like children, like innocence, freedom. So I kind of feel like you're going to be stepping into something new that you're going to be like, Hmm. A, a no yeah. you're gonna be like a novice like you're gonna be like stepping into right. it for the first time it's gonna be whether it's and your spirituality with like, or with like childlike wonder with exactly like maybe curiosity or exactly. or something like that spot on that's gonna be your energy and then um okay. what you need to focus on more in the year ahead is represented by the hanged man um so that means like pause and reflect you need enlightenment release Mm-hmm. You're gonna be working a lot internally. It's not like right. a bad thing, like the hanged man. Right. It sounds bad because he's like, is he hanging from the tree? But <laughs> <laughs> but it's like some, it's like somebody taking the time to reflect on where they've come and then regroup and refocus to move forward. Okay, yeah, sure, all right, yeah. So then we have the second to last card, which is what will be the most important lesson in the coming year, which for you is represented by the Ten of Swords. Um, so that's coming out of this year with a new beginning um and in rachel true's book she says a professional personal and spiritual rebirth wow i mean i i again i for me as far as where i am in my life and the things that i've been thinking about going i think that makes sense you know yeah i think coming out of this whole year 2020 and 29 and all this i think definitely you're going to be learning a lot and moving forward And of course, it's a new chapter, a rebirth. It's yeah, next. it's a rebirth of every aspect of your life, it seems like. Yeah. So then overall, where you're headed in the next 12 months is this six of wands. She's pretty. She's blonde. She has a lot of flowers around her. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is like the best. This is like the best card you want to have for this one. Like overall, where you headed? This is like achievement, success. Um, and the achievement comes from your strength is what it says achievement yeah achieved by your strength your talents are shining this is a personal victory like this is you're gonna be victorious you're coming out on top this year yes okay i love that that's a positive birthday very positive girl you could have gotten some crazy ass things like the tower or something the whole life is going to hell this year (laughs) (laughs) i know i mean thank god that didn't happen yeah no i'm feeling optimistic about my 30s, about um, what's ahead. You know, I, I sort of, you know, wrestle back and forth with like, oh God, like my youth is over. But I mean, is it? I don't know. I guess I yeah. you have to think about what's next and um, how meaningful this chapter of my life can be. And it's all new. You know, it's a fresh start. So. Yeah, that's why I asked you about the little thing we were talking about earlier. I was like, is that tomorrow? The Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, so a, a spiritual leader friend sort of kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's where you're heading because everything was about coming to your inner self. Every card represents like intuition and it was right. good. Totally. Yeah. No, I love that. Thank you so much for that. You're that's so a- welcome. Well, thank you for letting me practice. Of course. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I feel like that what I could take this and everything that we've talked that you've, you know, sort of give me clarity on and I could apply that going forward to this year. So thank you. Yes. Only good things coming your way, bitch. Yes. So sweet screens, bitch. I'm out. No. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Just kidding. 
Oh my gosh. So um, my Venmo is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I'm very, I would just want to say like happy birthday to you. I'm very grateful Thank to you. have you in my life and doing this oh, podcast. Same. Absolutely. You've been such a good friend throughout like the past 10 years. It's been I know. so crazy. I was looking at old pictures of us literally yesterday and I was like, look how far we've come. We've gained, we've gained so much weight. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. We were so disgustingly skinny. I have to say though, that we look 10 times better than we did when we were 18 <laughs> and 19 and oh, 20. 100%. We look so good. The glow up is real, y'all. It is. I was looking at these pictures. I was like, oof, look at my fucking eyebrows. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, oof, look at my arm. Is that a, is that a twig? I don't know. <laughs> like, toothpick, maybe? <laughs> toothpicks? Toothpick arms. I know. Yeah. God, my I, I miss that body, but I don't miss that face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, no, yeah, we've, maybe some we've of our um, up. listeners will get a sneak peek of what what uh, pictures I'm talking about. Oh my in, gosh, maybe we'll release the Kraken. In the next coming days. Oh God, I, maybe, I shudder to think. Maybe like a special like birthday shout out of Jake, oh looking, of Jake looking his ugliest. No, 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 <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh my God, I know. It, it, that would be um, actually horrifying on our horror podcast. I like zoom in on your face. <laughs> Happy birthday, bitch. (laughs) Can you imagine being vicious friends like that? Like those. I know. Like Needy and Jennifer. Yes, Needy and Jennifer. That's something Jennifer would do. Uh Uh-huh. I think. Happy birthday, Needy. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's Amanda Seyfried's bug eyes. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So that's. Oh my gosh. So what movie are we talking about this week for your special birthday episode, bitch? Yeah. So for my special birthday episode, we picked the. The fan favorite, Jennifer's Body. Woo! I know, which, yeah, we say fan favorite because I, we've mentioned this a lot, but people always message us, like, always message us, yes. like, waiting for us to talk about this movie. Every guess the episode game we've ever played in our story, somebody guesses Jennifer's Body. I'm like, what does this have to do with Jennifer's Body? <laughs> sure. Just hoping. Just wishing and hoping and praying that we're doing. Jennifer's I think we body. we so probably just look day. like the people that like would talk about Jennifer's body all day. Well, I mean, it definitely tracks with the movies that we pick. <laughs> so. Yeah, female-driven horror movies. Yeah, seriously, maybe we should change our our slogan to that. Yeah, <laughs> our description <laughs> where we talk about women in horror movies. Yes, <laughs> and then you do the little Disney Channel. So let me give you a little rundown. Uh, Everybody knows this movie, but let's just go over the synopsis before we jump into it. Great. I am going to eat your soul and shit it out with Jennifer's Body, released in 2009, written by Diablo Cody and directed by Karen Kusama. Synopsis written by Wikipedia. Anita, needy, less Nikki, played by Amanda Seyfried, once an insecure and studious teenager living near Devil's Kettle, Minnesota, is now a violent mental inmate who narrates the story as a flashback while in solitary confinement. Since childhood, she had been best friends with Jennifer Check, a popular cheerleader played by Megan Fox, uh, despite having little in common. One night, Jennifer takes Needy to a local dive bar to attend a concert by indie rock band Low Shoulder. A suspicious fire engulfs the bar, killing several people. In shock, Jennifer agrees to leave with the band, despite Needy's protests. 
Later that evening, Jennifer, covered in blood, appears in Needy's kitchen and attempts to eat food from her refrigerator. She immediately vomits a trail of black, spiny fluid and leaves in a hurry. The next morning at school, Jennifer appears fine and dismisses Needy's concerns. While the town is devastated by the deaths caused by the fire, Jennifer seduces the school's football captain in the woods and disembowels him. Meanwhile, the members of Low Shoulder gain popularity due to their falsely rumored heroism during the fire and offer to make a charity appearance at the school's spring formal. A month later, Jennifer has become pale. She accepts a date with school goth emo Colin, played by Kyle Gallner, whom she brutally kills. While Needy and her boyfriend Chip have sex, Needy senses something dreadful has happened. She leaves in a panic and almost runs over Jennifer, who is drenched in blood. At home, she again encounters Jennifer, who explains that Low Shoulder had taken her into the woods after the bar fire and offered her as a virgin sacrifice to Satan in exchange for fame and fortune. Although the sacrifice and demonic exchange were a success, Jennifer was not actually a virgin, so she became permanently possessed. Leaving the woods, Jennifer had encountered an exchange student, leaving the scene of the fire and made him her first victim. Jennifer states that when she has eaten, she can withstand virtually any injury without pain, healing instantly. The following day, Needy goes to the school library's occult section and determines that Jennifer is a succubus who must feed on flesh and can only be killed while she is hungry and weak. Needy tells Chip about her discoveries about Jennifer and warns him not to attend the school dance. He does not believe her, so she breaks up with him in order to protect him. Chip decides to attend the dance anyway, but is intercepted by Jennifer, who takes him to an abandoned pool house and begins feeding on him. Needy arrives there and fights Jennifer. Chip impales Jennifer through the stomach with a pool skimmer, but Jennifer removes it and escapes while Chip dies. Needy goes to Jennifer's home and breaks into her bedroom. She fights Jennifer and stabs her in the heart with a utility knife, killing her and destroying the demon. Jennifer's mother enters and finds Needy on top of her daughter's body. Soon after, Needy is brought to an asylum. In her asylum room, she manifests some of Jennifer's supernatural powers, such as super strength and the ability to levitate due to a non-fatal bite from Jennifer during the fight between them. She escapes the mental facility, hitchhikes a ride to the hotel where Low Shoulder is staying, and murders them. The end. Wow. I know. I love this movie so much. Do you? I, I do too. I do too. It takes me a while. Okay. Let's just dive into it. The one, the one and only thing I don't like about this movie is some of the dialogue. Like, okay. sometimes that, like, Juno, Napoleon Dynamite humor can only sure. go so far. You know what I mean? Where it's like, that's so random. Yeah. Like, you know, that kind of like. <laughs> sure. I mean, sometimes, I mean, it's just, that's such a a staple of Diablo Cody. It is. You know? And, it, it is. and she had just come off of Juno, which was incredibly famous for that type of dialogue yes so i get it like that's what was but i you know her brain i think juno does it better though like i I don't notice it in juno i notice it here yeah it's a little more natural and at this time it seems a little more out of place or a little more forced like it's like okay okay i have to continue this kind of snappy weird dialogue yes let how do I, you know, now I have another movie. I have to keep going with that. So like, yeah, I and understand. then there's just these blurts of like random, like, um, you're totally lesbian gay. Like, I hate that line. <laughs> I hate, I hate when Chip's sister calls him penis cheese like that. I just, you're penis I, cheese. 
Yeah. I love it. I hate that. And then when she's like, um, me and Jennifer are biffs. It's like, it just seems very forced. And I'm like, okay, Okay. we could have maybe just softened it up a little bit just to like, you know, it's too random. It's like, right. It's like, it's very on the nose and it's very much a continuation of her style in a completely different movie that isn't Juno. Exactly. It's like a different format where it's like, would these characters in this position talk this way? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. In, in this world, I guess they do. I in her, know. yeah, in her world, yeah. <laughs> and Diablo Cody's wor- mind, you know, they talk like that. Yeah. Gra- Gracias Raimundo. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Gracias Raimundo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. So actually, <laughs> let me start with that scene. The opening of the film, I am I am not a fan of the opening of the film. I, okay. Uh, the, the Amanda Seyfried being locked up. Just because we don't know what got her there yet, and she's kind of just like talking randomly and she's very aggressive and you're like you know what how wait like you know okay i get it but it's almost like too too explored it's like it's like a book you know it's like you open a book and you're like the first chapter is like you know 10 chapters into the story and then you start the actual story in the next chapter it's kind of like one of those yeah it's Uh, like one of those i actually like the part the second part of the opening where they show jennifer on the bed and she looks like shit and she's like jennifer didn't always look this bad and then they jump to the story i'm like this is how it should have started i i do think it's maybe weird that they didn't go back maybe in the middle of the movie to like the mental institution or whatever like we never had a reminder about that until the end. Yeah. Um, it would have been interesting to like go back and see more of what she's sort of dealing with in, or like seeing more of her like supposed powers that she's acquired from being, you know, bitten. Was it bit, bitten by Jennifer? Yeah. Because you kind of forget about it and you're like, Oh yeah, this is what happened. And then, you know, we have that pretty like epic ending where she, goes and uh she breaks out of the mental institution and you know slaughters low shoulder slaughters low shoulder yeah and so um i don't know it would have been uh, yeah so i mean i see what you're saying i don't hate it i don't mind it that it's like that but i maybe would have liked a little a little to go back a little bit and um yeah i i I didn't think that it was necessary i thought they could have just shoved that all in the end and just been done with yeah. it. I thought they could have opened perfectly with Megan Fox sitting there looking sickly. And she's like, Jennifer didn't always look this bad. And then you just jump into the movie. And I was like, that would have been I, uh, perfect. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I don't I don't completely disagree with you. I do see what you're saying. Don't you get it? No. <laughs> it, would, it would work just as well. Yes. Yeah. Because it's, it's the same sure. idea, pretty much. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what about you? <laughs> so uh, one of my favorite things about this film is uh, <laughs> Mount Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, is the like toxic friendship allegory that's in this yes. movie. Because um, I feel like I personally have seen that with where with female relationships. Oh. I thought you were going to say on yourself. I'm like, with who? On myself, with me. No. (laughs) Um, I mean, I I grew up having all girlfriends. Yes. Me too. And so I I was part of it to a a point, but I was also always like the boy out of all these girls. So in a way, I was always sort of an out, not an outsider, but I was an observer more than like being a part of like 
girl drama. The action, yeah. You know, and so there are things in this movie that I see happening between Jennifer and Needy that I'm like, oh, I've I've seen this happen in real life between girls that I know. Yeah. And it's, um, I, I think that it really does a, a good job of portraying that. Yes. And, sh- and showing like these this weird power dynamic they have, especially like girls that have been friends maybe too long. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had a friend in seventh grade who was really close to this other girl. And I was kind of like the third party, like the boy, you know, right. um, that they would both talk to. And she was like, one day she just walked up to me and she was like, you know what? I'm really tired of her. I think I'm going to fight her. And she went and she fought her and got suspended. It was oh so random. And so, yeah, these vicious, like, t- attacks on, like, people that yeah. were friends the other day is totally normal. Right. And I think it has a, a lot to say about friends that that are, that remain friends, but maybe go, like, grow into different people. Yes. But for some reason, they, they sort of stay friends. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, and, like, the, the, the dynamic doesn't work. But, you know, it's this idea of, like, sandbox love never dies. Like, that's yeah. one of my favorite... That's one of my favorite lines in this film. It is. It's cute because it, it, it is that. And, you know, and it's... Yeah. I think their relationship continues even though they've changed into different peoples because Needy is, like, in love with Jennifer. And Jennifer needs Needy to feel important. Yes, exactly. And so it's, like, she need, she, Yeah, she needs that validation. Yeah. And yeah. She, she, she uses... Um, she uses Needy a lot. Jennifer uses Needy to feel validated. She uses her to have confidence. Like a, confidence is almost like a weird, like dominant, submissive sort of relationship. Yeah, where, like uh, Jennifer's pretty like masculine, like in her approach. Yeah. Like she's very aggressive. Like she is go getter, and she and she creates hoops and things that that Needy has to go through in order to remain in good graces with her like she has that scene where she talks about how where needy says that there are certain things that she has to remember when it comes to being jennifer's friend as far as like how she dressed dress (laughs) yeah just down to getting dressed like i can't upstage her but i can't look unpresentable i can't show my boobs because those are her thing that her thing you know yes and um and so i yeah i i i kind of like that they portrayed that, that she's, uh, these relationships are kind of toxic with each other. Yeah. But they totally. still, but they still remain. Yeah. Because they like need each other as yeah. toxic. Need. Need, needy. <laughs> need. Needy. Yeah. Diablo Cody said in an interview that she loves that queer audiences are seeing needy's love for Jennifer. And so I was like, so is yeah. she like a lesbian? But then she like further described that she wanted to portray their physical energy. And sure. Because she said she remembers being a teenage girl and sometimes having a, friendship that then would get a little romantic at times and I'm like I can see that like girls making like I remember one time my one of my friends was like I made out with that girl over the weekend I'm like what uh, what what you're gay I mean no. <laughs> yeah that, that, that's a th- I mean <laughs> yeah you lesbo no um, yeah I think there's something different about girls and feminine energy that it it is so much more fluid than yeah. men or at least we have a 
And I think they're just more outspoken about it because yeah. Know, those, oh, I mean, those straight uh, guys that like get their dick sucked by like these a down low boys or, and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. But I think as a society, we've we've made it more acceptable for women to be fluid in in their relationships. Totally. It's like a, so, it's like encouraged. Right. So I don't know if it's necessarily that, like needy wants to be with Jennifer, but I think that the movie is exploring. Um, the sort of experimentation that girls go through with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I see it as. I don't necessarily see it as like a full on, but I, but I love that it, that it is embraced by like a queer audience and that especially queer females have like a, uh, you know, a, a movie to grasp onto and see themselves sort of represented or something that excites them. Cause I know if I was watching a horror movie and you know, two of the cute boys and and it started making out i'd oh be my like god. oh my god this movie's for me yeah and then your <laughs> boner just pops up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i love this movie <laughs> i love this movie it'd be my fa- it would probably be my favorite horror movie if randomly the two leads started making out with each other i'd be like yes oh my god wouldn't that be great i yeah. they need to do that more with males they they won't so like we're I just mean, gonna maybe. have to write movies then Exactly. Uh, Fear the Talking Queers production. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So yeah, I, that's what I see them sort of exploring with that. Yeah. Um, and I love it. And to be honest, I think that sort of um, that sort of ties into the bad marketing, marketing, the marketing. of this I film. I knew you were going with that. Yeah. Yeah, because this movie was really um, derailed by the fact that it was promoted as being a movie for horny teenage boys. Yeah. And only solely for the fact that Megan Fox was in it and she um, was, you know, she was so in the media because she was sexualized for being the hot girl in Transformers. Right. Yeah, exactly. She said that she connected to Jennifer on that alone, like being sacrificed physically to make studios money. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And um, so this, yeah, even in test screenings, Diablo Cody talked about how um, they only had two different groups of people that they test screened. And it was fans of Juno, which, you know, while maybe the dialogue sort of correlated the rest of the movie is nothing like juno right <laughs> like at all and so they were very confused and then it was just a bunch of boys from the ages of like 18 to 24 you know and so that of course which is not necessarily who this movie needed to, to i don't market see it towards to be either of those parties enjoying this film Right, because it's not. So yeah, she's Diablo Cody. Literally says that one of the comments on, on the uh, you know co- comment cards afterwards was need more boobs. B e w b s. Yes, b e w b s. Boobs. And it, and it, and and that's how they took the marketing for this film. If you look, I remember in two thousand nine when this movie came out that it was really promoted as just being a movie featuring girls you know, making out. Girls making out and Megan Fox being naked swimming in that river or, you know, in that lake or whatever. And that is such a disservice to what the movie is actually about. Yeah, of course, because it's a female made movie marketed by a male studio. Right. And yeah. And and Diablo Cody was like, Diablo Cody was like, what is what is our idea for marketing? And they literally messaged her back and said, 
Megan Fox hot. And it's like, ugh, man, like it's they like not feel- only did you not have time to write a full yeah. sentence, but that's yeah, yeah. what you've limited this to. Yeah, you fucking misogynist. Like, this should have been insane. marketed toward horror fans. Number one, horror number fans. two, a queer audience. Hell and yes. Number three, women. Yeah, that should be absolutely. actually number one. But yeah, it should be marketed towards women, and then incidentally, you know, a queer audience. And, yes, because um, those are the people who now, years later, have really embraced this film and, and <laughs> turned it into like a cult, like almost like yeah, a cult classic. Totally, it is a cult classic now, just be- because people have embraced it. The, the audience that it was meant for, not the audience that the, the studios were trying to make it, you know, seem like this was going to be their movie, and they saw it and they say, "What the hell is this?" This yeah. isn't what I wanted to see. Right. They were like bamboozled. And Megan Fox is already being attacked from like all angles at that point. I feel like. Yeah. She, she like, was so scrutinized. She was already media. being mistreated and sexualized. And then when she spoke out about it, everybody blamed her because obviously this was before like the Me Too movement and everything. So sure. She was just like, it's just like, damn, from all angles. They even wanted her to promote this film on an adult website. Yeah. Live chatting you. on an adult website. Like what? The, and the director said, no. She was yeah, like, they did, absolutely yeah, like, fucking and not. I, yeah. And I, I'm not even going to fucking tell her that you guys want to do that because that is so disrespectful. That would like, be the, I, like, the, like there's nothing like, I don't have anything. It's like the, the adult film community or whatever, but that, what the hell does that have to do with this movie? No. Yeah. That is a sheer publicity stunt and abs- and just really shows where their minds were. Yeah. And and what their no appreciation goals were. for the art of the film itself. No. It's like ugh, what a it what a just catastrophe. But I think you know what? It's part of the legacy of this movie at this point. Uh, is having that yeah. history and where it's come since then. Right. Right. And I think honestly, I think that makes it even better. Like it sucks that it happened, but um I I like the fact that it's been it's been sort of resurrected and and really embraced later like and it's sort of being considered ahead of its time yeah i think i yeah exactly like the whole feminist aspect of the movie um i think that like i feel like uh, okay we talked about ginger snaps obviously being like a huge inspiration for this movie this movie is i (laughs) I will say it is pretty identical to Almost like a reboot. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so there's that. And then also I kind of feel like a Heather's vibe just from how the girls treat each other. Yeah, I don't think it's as... Um, Not Heather's the direct is, influence. I just yeah. feel like it was in the sure. in the Rolodex of like, sure. you know, I, like thought processes. I mean, that, that movie inspires inspired every teen mean girl movie. Because there's like a deleted scene also that is in the extended version where like there's a funeral for Colin Gray. Yeah. Is that an actual movie or just, uh, in the, I don't, I don't think, I don't so. think I watched, so. I watched, right? I watched the extended one too. And the, yeah. I don't think it is. I was like, wow, I haven't seen to this. To me, it was sort forever. of like Heather's esque in a way. Oh, the, with yeah, like the there's a lot of kids funerals. not really taking it seriously. And you know, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of got a Heather's vibe from it. I mean, probably. Yeah, I definitely, I would not put it past uh, it for Heather's to be an influence in this movie. And then, um, but Diablo Cody actually said that, like, originally she wanted a much darker, like, slasher type film. Um, sure. And it was like, her idea was like the Lost Boys, but with girls. Ooh, like, wait. Oh. Can she, 
Can she still make that movie? Please? Can she still make something similar to that? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would totally be into that. I'm like, isn't that the craft? Maybe <laughs> <not>. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know. Actually, yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Not the the craft, the craft legacy. The, the speaking of the legacy, the legacy of this movie could have lived on for a while. They were planning on making a sequel, like almost before. I mean, right after the movie was made, like before it got to test audiences and the critics right. tore it apart. Um, they were thinking of making it a franchise. I'm well, like, I mean, damn. I don't know. I mean, cool. I don't know where they, I loved, have, what I, they would have I gone loved, with it. Yeah, I love the idea that it was going to be a TV show. Yes, yes. I, I think that. Would, I think that now there's probably still a hope for it. Oh because yeah, I mean, when Diablo Cody was trying to pitch the idea of this being a TV show, people were really passing on it. But now she's being approached about it, so I'm like. Uh, yeah, bitch, come on. Megan Fox Meg- said she would come back. Yes, absolutely. Oh, what does she do? I mean, she's you know she's a mom and she's making she just made some really terrible independent film, like some action film. But like, come on, I think I think that America, not maybe not America, but the public sort Us. of owes Megan a <laughs> Megan Fox like a redo. Yeah, she, I don't think she gets enough credit. I really enjoy her as Jennifer, for I think sure. She's so, I think she's so good in this. I think she's very underrated. I mean, this is her... Per, I mean, she doesn't really have a huge catalog of films that she's been in, but right. I think this and is she's for always sure been typecast. Her, yeah, and I think this is for sure her best performance. <laughs> um, yeah, I, think, I love her I think like a funny, testy attitude as Jennifer. Yeah, I think she has some really good. She delivers the comedy really well. Uh, I think she's she is really funny. I've seen her on things like New Girl. She sort of, she replaced Zoe Deschanel's character on New Girl for a, oh. like, a little bit while um, oh. Zoe was having, having her baby. A baby. Yeah, and she was like the new sort of like New Girl that they had for a little bit, and she's great. She's funny. She, I loved her, and this is forty. Yeah, she's hilarious in that I movie, too. I love that, yeah. And she also plays creepy really well. Yeah, um, yeah. But I actually think the scene... Because she's, she's so intense. She is so intense in the face. Like, yeah, her, her eyes. Her look, her look is intense. just so intense. The dark hair um, with the light eyes. Yeah. Super pretty. Um, the scene that actually I was like, wow, she's really good, was when um, she's being sacrificed and she's like oh, crying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, she was she was channeling some I'm real like, shit. Damn, I'm sure. she pulled that from somewhere. I was like, yeah. oh my god. She said that she even showed that scene to her son. Like her son was like really upset. Oh, my god. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And she was like, yeah, my son wanted uh, was dressing as a zombie cheerleader for Halloween. And That's awesome. uh, she, yeah, I know. And she was like, you know, I kind of played a role like like that once. And she was like, he's like seven. He doesn't really understand what it means that I'm in a film. So she's like, if he ever sees me in something, he thinks that I actually experienced that. <laughs> and so she's like, but, and he was really curious about the scene where she gets turned into the monster or whatever. So she showed her seven year old <laughs> son, the scene where she gets sacrificed. And he was like traumatized. Cause he, he <laughs> I don't think that's there's what she, anything wrong with it. I, I mean, I was watching I mean, for a seven year old, it's very, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think she just, she's like, let me just test the waters. Sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That he's he's a sensitive um, kid, and so he was very like, you know, his he was empathetic towards her, and th- thinking that that was actually happening to his mother. I think he was probably very freaked out by it. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about 
that even the special effects department wanted to keep her sexy. Like when they were designing like the yeah. monster face, they wanted to keep the top half of her face the same. Oh yeah, and it was just like the unhinged jaw, and it's like yeah, totally. I, I mean, why not go full monster? I think that if they ever did the TV series, they would just have to go like full demon, right? Like but she's not resurrected, look, <laughs> she's... right? But not let make her look like Anne Hathaway and the witches. <laughs> uh, <Ugh. laughs> yeah, horrible. Okay, so um, Blake, Blake Lively was almost Jennifer. Uh no, I'm gonna say no. But I would, I mean, you know, I would have. I think she's stunning. But I would, uh, I you know, not I, for Jennifer. I, I don't think that she. I think she's great as like a blonde, like bombshell. I don't know how I would see her as like this sort of like raven-haired, um, intense, kind of evil creature like Megan. Yeah. But I don't think that there's anybody really that could play this other than Megan Fox. No, me either. You know, but there's this, there's this line like who? that one of the band members from Low Shoulders says, where he's like, what about that one? And he's like, Jan Brady. <laughs> and then he's yeah. like, no, that one. He's like, oh, the State Fair Butter Princess. I'm like, oh, yeah. Maybe Blake Lively. <laughs> that would have went better <laughs> with her. <laughs> oh, maybe. But for Megan Fox, I'm like, she, have she, you seen her? She's a, a total knockout. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, she's just that hot girl though, in a small town. Yeah. You know, and. and I like the, the the look that she has too is very like vixen like that, that yeah. but, like a classic beauty right but dangerous mysterious oh she's super mysterious yeah it totally works for us. like we don't know much about Megan Fox except for no. what she had to go through at this point but yeah because she's like a I private mean, person because she's, she's like private. I, she's like actually a smart human being and she's like I don't want my entire life dictated by the press especially with after how they treated her for fucking you know the first part of her career yeah they uh, treated her I like a either. piece of meat yeah and they were they criticized everything she did everything she said everything she wore um and one of the things that really stuck out to me about that diablo cody megan fox interview was that she was talking about feminism and she talks about how it's like really disheartening to her that she doesn't feel like she has a place in feminism because you know even though she considers herself a feminist they yeah they they haven't she hasn't been accepted because i don't know whether they don't like her they you know they don't they think that she's too too provocative or she's too whatever and she's like i I don't she's like it sucks i don't feel like i have a place in it and um you know, like I she's wish almost we... like blamed for yeah. what, what she was or what she was painted out to be when she was yeah. younger. Right, exactly. And I think that really bums her out. Because um, oh. she, she is so much more than that. She's more than just how she looks. And, you know, she has a lot to offer the world. She's really fucking smart. Like, she is. If you yeah. watch her in- interviews, like, she is an, a very articulate, very smart girl. You know what? And uh, a mother of three. Like, fuck you if you don't think that she's, you know, a fucking, I don't know, superhuman. Oh, like she's doing, yeah, exactly. Um, one of the things that stood out to me in that interview was that she said that she has tea bags with, like, messages on them. And one of them stood oh, yeah. out to me for some reason. This has nothing to do with anything, but it said um, the only difference between a weed and a flower is a judgment. And I was yeah. like, Damn, that is Damn, deep. That's beautiful. <laughs> what kind of tea is that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, 
one thing I was gonna say that the one thing that I do like about this movie too that I really love that I think is very smart is the mythology of the demon like Ooh, within yeah. her like I think it's really cool that the whole idea is really cool like a small town you know and then the band they want to be famous and you know get out you know break out and be stars this sounds really really familiar it to sounds a that- lot like <laughs> Our Halloween special. Do you it think does. they copied us? <laughs> I, I think they did. I think they took a time machine and listened to the Fear of the Talking Queers Halloween special and then said, I have the perfect movie. <laughs> yeah. I have the perfect motive. You know what? Villains. In this day and age, I don't doubt that story at all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But this idea of, you know, the cla- the age old tale of being of sacrificing somebody to the devil so you can be famous. Um, yeah. And then you think you're sacrificing a virgin and she's not a virgin. So instead of being sacrificed to the devil, she like becomes a devil. Yeah. She becomes possessed by it. <laughs> yeah. That's I love so that. cool. Like a demoness. Uh, I mean, a demonic, <laughs> I, uh, a demoness. <laughs> a dom- d- 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 <laughs> I'm a mess. D- Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a demonic succubus. I love the fact that it's a succubus. I don't think that's a monster we see enough in horror films. No, I know. And it's such a cool... I, there's so yeah. many cool ways to portray that. That's to be awesome. Yeah, I, I, and, and what I do like about it is that it is sort of about sexuality. And, um, you know, like the succubus myth is mostly about, like, it's like a female... I guess usually like a female demon, right? Yeah, death by temptation it, is the same thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Who, like who, a demon. Who... Yeah, who uses their sexuality to drain the life out of men? Yes, and uh, um, you know, I think that's a re- I think that's a really cool story. I wish we had more. I'm sure there are probably um, more than I can think of off the top of my head, but I I really like the succubus um, storyline. And then there's also like a male version called an incubus, which um, I think is sure. really cool. Which I wish we would see more of those. We yeah. need Jennifer's body sequel with the, with that. Yeah. And then we get then we get that makeout scene between two dudes. <laughs> two dudes. There, there we, we go. go. There's our plan. Oh my god, you just wrote a movie. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, called, that idea of Jonathan's her having, body. Having to <laughs> <laughs> That idea of her having to feed on flesh to like appease the demon within so that she can look beautiful and all that too. That's a really interesting take on it too like yeah. she looks you know like she's getting ugly and her hair is dull and flat <laughs> yeah, she doesn't her skin eat. is bad and yeah I absolutely love though with those moments where she does feast and so she comes out and she's like everyone's in the hallway like black yes. and mourning and she's like skipping down the hallway in pink like in slow motion I'm telling, so I'm telling you there is there it is not a teen movie about mean girls that there's on a slow motion walking moment yeah they're, and yeah, she, and usually it's a group, but this time she's the only bad bitch in the school. So yeah, I, I love when that other part when Amanda Seyfried is starting to catch on to what's happening, and she's looking at her from the end of the hallway, and they oh, show yeah. her slow motion smiling, and then someone passes, and she's like, got blood coming out of her mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, kitchen yeah. scene is my favorite scene when she goes over there, oh. and she's just like. Oh, it's so and good. Smiles and also, so creepy. It's also really scary. Like Megan, really, you know, as pretty as she still is in that scene, she's just sort of dirty with, and with a bloody mouth. She actually sells it really well with that like creepy smile that she gives. Yes, and like, she, she just played stays it really like well. that. 
And then when yeah. she when she's eating the, the Boston Market chicken, oh, she looks she looks like a little dinosaur during that scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and she's like, she's she's like, like my mom she's like that screams. Boston Market. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, like it's like horrible. <laughs> or when you know when Amanda Seyfried is having that Amanda Seyfried needy is having yeah. that um, vision of the guy that she killed, and then oh, she's yeah. like standing on the chair like a little demon in a painting. Like Ew. oh yeah, yeah. I, that scene always sort of I'm I wish there was more Mixed. explanation about their their psychic like, psych- abilities. Yeah, their psychic connection. It's not I, really explained I, why I they have a psychic connection. I think it's before. because she sucked her blood in the beginning when she cuts her thumb. I don't know why. Oh. I'm like, is that the transmission of like telepathic ability with each other? Is when she cuts her finger when they're little and she sucks the blood out? I mean, I'm no scientist, but um, I feel or she's like she's just really in tune with Jennifer. I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just that they are, but because they're so close, they you, are psychically connected. I watched this after being under the influence. What, like, on and drugs? I almost, <laughs> yeah, and I almost thought I was like, what if? Because Diablo Cody said that when she was writing this, she was writing needy as like her actual side, like her nerdy, like yeah, you know, side. I love that. And that Jennifer is Diablo Cody, like the the pseudo, you know, the I mean, the, the glamour, the, the glamour stripper, the guys that she gave herself to, like, yeah, stripper, <laughs> and then like <laughs> being a writer for movies, you know, and being confident and being, you know, both sides of who yeah, Diablo it's like her, Cody is. It's like is. her drag persona. So I was watching this this last time because I've seen this twice like in the past two months and I was thinking what if Needy and Jennifer are the same person? What? What is it, like Fight Club? Look, what if like, what if that Needy ends up in a mental institution because she's had these delusions that she... Is to see why I meant, like, came up this high. I mean, <laughs> like Jennifer is like her. The, I mean, Im- maybe the image sure, that why she's not? putting out, like she's this confident girl, but inside she's bookish and shy, and she feels uh, like Jennifer. But and then like she becomes okay, like yeah. possessed or whatever, and it's just a delusion. I was like, what if she's maybe. just delusional? I mean, that would be a crazy take on this and i mean i don't who who's to say it's wrong it's your interpretation of if you think that her and jennifer are the same person or or sure or if jennifer these things are happening to jennifer but it's actually in her imagination like jennifer's a real person it's her friend but like Mm. these psycho kills and carnivores and the whole mythology is like all made up in her head oh wow and she's nuts and that's really why she's in the mental institution because she killed her friend for no reason Wow, because she's jealous I mean, of her. Those are definitely theories I never personally thought about, but I love, <laughs> I love that you did. <laughs> I love you know, that you did that. You know about like you know, you take oh. in some THC, open your oh, third absolutely. eye, are you, and you oh see God, the movie from a completely me? different angle. That's oh, that's my favorite part about doing <laughs> that. Is that I, all of a sudden I have all these crazy different interpretations of something I've seen. 800 times i'm like wait a minute i never thought about it like this yeah this is probably like the eighth and ninth time that i've seen jennifer's body and i've never seen it like that but i was like what if i love it like because you know when the mom comes in and grabs jennifer she's dead and needy's just sitting there like what did i just do it's like what did she just do like has she been imagining this the whole time and that's why because that sex scene it does 
it does. I, it was very confusing to me, and I almost didn't like it. But then I was like, when I read that Jabba Cody, oh, the oh, one the with Chip, one. and yeah, she's like seeing these things, and Chip is having sex with her. And meanwhile, Jennifer's, because I'm like, why can't you just keep us in the moment of Jennifer and Colin, build up the tension, sure, let it, you know, be rewarding. But instead, in between, you're putting in. Uh, needy having sex and then right. and then I read that Diablo Cody was like oh but these are both sides of me and I was like okay I forgive it but then I'm like what if she's imagining it yeah I, I think I liked her explanation about how it was uh, or I don't, actually it wasn't her explanation I, I think I read this somewhere that they had a theory that it, it was sort of like what needy what her relationship with Chip was sort of like dull and lifeless and that it was her relationship with Jennifer that was actually exciting. So like that scene where they're having sex, she's so removed and she's like thinking about Jennifer and what's going on with her. And then she, you know, whenever she gets scared and she immediately runs to Jennifer. And then five minutes later after Jennifer gets there, they're making out on the bed. So it's like, that's what's exciting. That's the sexual energy that she's craving that she is really excited Um. by and not her boyfriend. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, that's a, oh, I was like, I like that. I think that's I do a, like that. That's a good I, one. That that like that sort of explains, or like you know, gives yeah. more context to that scene. It does, but I think that I like my theory better. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Hey, you never know. Pitch it to Diablo. I love that. For the, I love the that TV show. That special touch of Jennifer wearing the Evil Dead T-shirt with the dead, Evil Dead poster in the background. Yes, it's so I cute. Love that. Yeah. And she like she burns her tongue. That's like an iconic moment. Yeah, I feel scrumptious. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. She's like, goody for you. <laughs> what are, are some the, of your? I, oh, what I you know say? you. I, well, I was say, what are some of your favorite lines? Like, oh, I, I was literally about to the go dialogue, there. But no, I know. I love when she's like, I feel like boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> My fa- one of my probably my favorite scene of dialogue is that scene when Jennifer comes or shows up the, for the first time after her the fire and after like you know she's in the classroom yeah. all of a sudden she's like normal and yeah. um, needy is like shocked to see her there because the last time she saw her she had thrown up black goo all over her um, kitchen she's and so like, she can be so over dramatic yeah yeah <laughs> yes and I, I love that whole scene um, of dialogue it's so funny but my favorite part is when Amanda Seyfried shows her fingers <laughs> and she goes oh fuck you need a Manny bath <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's and a good one yeah she's like so unbothered by the fact that all these that she was like at this burning this bar that burned down where a bunch of people died and yeah. like He's like talking about, he's like, and our, our beloved, you know, Spanish teacher, Senorita, what was it? Senorita Erickson. Yeah. Like, no, she's like, Erickson ain't shit. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. She's like so unbothered. Oh, about the, it. about the fire. My favorite was when she's like doing the tongue, when she's like burning her tongue and stuff. And oh, she yeah. goes, what that white trash pig roast. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's Here's like, She's all Jennifer. People die, but she's like, you know, I tell it like it is. <laughs> it's kind of like a glee moment. I tell yeah, it like it is. <laughs> and then uh, my other favorite line is when um, <laughs> she, when they're at the bar, and after Needy hears that she's a that they only that they like want Jennifer because she's a virgin, and she's like, and she tells Jennifer, she's like, they only after you because they think you're a virgin. She goes, I'm not even a 
backdoor version anymore. <laughs> no thanks to Roman. And by the way, that hurts. I can even go to Flags the next day. I had to sit to stay home and sit on a bag of frozen peas. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on and on. Yes. I love that line. Roman, so played by Chris Pratt. Yeah, ew. He looks Fuck weird him. in this, right? Yeah, he looks like the like the redneck that he probably is in real life. Jesus, are you mad? <laughs> yes, because he's just yes. Fuck Chris Pratt. Okay, so there's another quote that I like when Colin asks Jennifer out, and he's like, "They're showing the Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show at the yeah. Bijou," and she's like, "I don't like boxing movies." Oh yeah. <laughs> she's like, "You want to come over and watch Aquamarine? It's about this girl who's like half sushi." <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, we have to talk about the most important quotes. Um, when she says, <laughs> "You got a tampon after she's oh, been yeah. stabbed in the stomach." Oh, yeah. You got, got a, a tampon. tampon, and then she just leaves. And then, and then she goes, she goes. What did she say? She's like, above. Uh, I thought you, like might, you be might be plug, you. Yeah. plug in. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might be plug in. Um, Diablo yeah, Cody actually said her favorite quote as the quote that I love is when she stabs her in the heart and she goes, "Oh, <laughs> yes." But there's, but there's like actual, you know, a purpose behind that. Yeah, is, is that it had to do with, um, you know, everybody fetishizing and sexualizing this girl, and even she sort of starts believing it, and she's like, yeah, she does. She gets stabbed in the chest, and automatically she goes, ah, my tit, and she's like, no, your heart, I stabbed <laughs> you in the fucking heart. <laughs> oh, I love that. I was going to say, because um, she's super prideful and super vain. And one of my favorite quotes that displays that is when she goes, How could I ever be insecure? I was the snowflake queen. <laughs> yes. How could I? Yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah. what, what are some other ones that I really like? I feel like there was another one in that classroom scene that I really liked. Um, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I should have written it down. But. Um, I don't know. I, I know I, there are some really good moments of dialogue. I think, aside from like the forced ones, there's actually some pretty good ones. You know, I always talk about line delivery. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite line deliveries in this film is when Jennifer is talking to call or Jennifer is talking to Chip about Colin and um, Needy, and she goes, "I don't want to say this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just that one part. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you know, I have to tell you something about that. She's like. I don't want to say this. Yeah, I know. Just it's like, so, just say it. <laughs> it's it's so like typical high school it's girl. Exactly. Like oh, like, like just like phony. This. Like oh, I don't really want to like talk shit about my friend, <laughs> but I do. You know. <laughs> totally. Oh my god, I love that. The revenge sequence is cool though. The ending, like you finally get low shoulder gets what they deserve. Right, and I. Do you know what? That has to be a. A, you know, a cathartic experience for any girl who's honestly gone through an assault, like yeah, um, like that she part did. That is in, dark. That yeah, that even whole just scene when they're looking at each other and they shut the van door. I'm like, oh, that's that is that eerie. is probably like yeah, that's a really really dark moment. Like when she's like looking at her and she they she sort of has this like helpless. like sh- helpless look on her face and she, they look at each other and like the van door just closes. I'm like ooh, that's. That is really that, dark. It's a deep moment because it always makes me think of like how many times that's happened in the world where well, yeah, one but girl can't help the other girl because they just can't like they're, they're totally. And, and it's, and it's so telling about, uh, you know, society and how men are when you see a girl in a van with a bunch of boys and you're like, well, she's going to get raped. Like, does, isn't that yeah, like, that's a horrible that, thought. Yeah. But that's yeah. a horrible, but 
I mean, if it were a bunch of girls in there and a guy was in there, that is not at all what you would immediately think. But the yeah. other way around, it is, and that's insane. And that's exactly pretty much what happened. They don't rape her, obviously, but um, but they overpower they, her. Yeah, yeah, they overpower her, and they they mur- they attempt to murder this girl. I know, and and even though it's like Jennifer's body, right? It's like a dark comedy like th- that yeah. moment like of her just going with them and then where she ends up when she tells the story back it's like god i don't know it's just there's something so like ugh, it's not unsettling about it it's so that when jennifer finally comes out on top and like does her duties it's like yes girl yes yes they're like Get it. This, good. Is a tri- this is a story about victory Totally, it is, a, it is a, re- a revenge story where a girl who's been completely sexualized um, turns around and uses that sexuality to um, kill all the boys in her life that made her feel that way. So, God, I really hope this becomes a TV show so we can explore that theme more. No, especially with Megan Fox. She is Jennifer. Like, come on. Yeah, bring Jennifer's body back. I love the soundtrack too. I think it has a really good soundtrack. I love that they use a lot of Courtney Love. I mean, the movie is named after a Courtney song. Love song, Jennifer's yeah. Body. But I love like, the, the, and I love that that um, that reference keeps going with like Violet that plays at the end, like the Go on, take everything, like that song that plays at the yeah. end. I think that's like a good, um, like a good through line that they really she because that's like a really fucking angry girl music. Yeah, you know, yeah. whole, you know, with yes. Courtney Love oh. and yeah. You know, yeah, and that's re- <laughs> my favorite word. <laughs> Speaking of, I have to go eat dinner. Just <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what, dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, hold. Oh, I get it. <laughs> well, I thought the joke was pretty clear, but. <laughs> what? Well, that well, clears my mind, obviously. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Speaking of the soundtrack, I actually wrote down that I love when the sentimental football player is standing there, like, looking at the, out of the field. Oh, and that oh, heavy yes. metal music starts playing. And they show Jennifer walking towards him. And then yes. he looks away. And then she's on the other side of him. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that was really good directing. Yeah. She, hi. She, like, <laughs> all of, she like tra- teleports. Yeah, it's so good. I, and I, I love, it, I I love when, they're, in this movie. when they're making out in, in the forest. And all of a sudden, oh. they turn around, and all those animals are watching, and she's, like, so unbothered by it. And she's all, yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> They're waiting. <laughs> yeah. That's such a cool scene. And, like, her monster mouth. And I love the aftermath, too. I wish they would have cut out the scene where the parents and, like, where Needy oh, goes yeah. home and all that. I wish they would have just went from her eating him and then, like, his scream. And then as she's, like, waiting in the water. Mm, I love yeah. that moment of her in yeah. the water. Like, I know. Like, fully victorious. Like, feeling good. and Just feeling good. Like, I was like, ugh, I want to do gorgeous. that. I just want to be, like, alone in a giant lake, just swimming naked and um, feeling free. Yes. Free of oppression. Yes. She has the power now. Yes. Yes. I love that line where Chip tells Needy that he can almost see her front butt. <laughs> <laughs> those, those jeans are hella low. I can almost yeah. see her front butt. <laughs> yeah. So good. And oh my God, the fashion in it, like Jennifer's oh outfits. Like I remember that, like those like patterned tights that like yeah. girls wore and yes. like with like, with like a chunky booty. 
You I know? remember that like white jacket, do, little puffy jacket. You know who she dresses like? I don't know if you you, you might have known her. Did you ever know she, you knew? Who and who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I've always thought I was I've, like, oh my I've god, seen her, like twice. <laughs> oh my god, did you know her? Uh, no. I think oh. she was like at one of our tech rehearsals one day, and I just oh my to gosh, she literally is Jennifer, except <laughs> for she's nuts. I don't know what happened to her. I heard you know things, but this is a this is a person that um, I personally knew from <laughs> theater. I'll bleep out her like, name. <laughs> yeah, bleep out her name for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened to her, but she reminds me so much of Jennifer. They have that same style. The same. The same, like, kind of tacky hot girl style. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, like, bitch, are you going snowboarding? (laughs) You're wearing shorts and a snow jacket and, you know, just always, like, the bottom of your midriff showing. I don't know. The style is just so 2000. And that's, like, literally when I graduated high school. Even, like, needies, like, in the year 2000? No, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, oh. I did graduate in 2000. <laughs> this bitch is turning 40, not 30. 45. No. Um, um, you know, needies, like, outfits, too, like, kind of, like, played down. Like, obviously, totally not. Like, But also that, like, that, like, that, like, spaghetti strap camisole over oh. her shirt. Oh, when she's God. wearing the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like okay, Freaky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is my rock look. I love Ew, when, when that, garbage look. When the band guy says, um... <laughs> about her being Jan Brady because I'm like literally oh, yeah. if Jan Brady were in modern day she would be needy from Jennifer's body she would like she just needs to walk with her hair <laughs> going Swing side to side yes <laughs> <laughs> who else is in this movie A- uh, Adam Brody very cute he was he, he this was like in this, movie. this was like prime Adam Brody before he sort of disappeared into Scream the ether porn. <laughs> he, he, he disappeared. Yeah, Scream 4 into Ready or Not into who knows what now. But, I think um, he's still cute, yeah. He, he actually looks, a, I think, hotter cutie. now. He does, he older. Did then. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a little more he mature. Does. Yeah, I uh, love old he, men. Great. <laughs> <laughs> not that he's an old man, but you know. I do have a thing for geriatrics, though. Oh, anyway, wow. continue. Go. Keep no, I do, no, I, no, I do. I, I do love a, a, a sexy a daddy. man. Yes, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And but you know he's fine. He's fine. He he. I feel like Adam Levine. He is like Adam Levine. Or yes. Or like like it's very Fallout Boy. He says Wentz. Maroon Five. Yeah, totally. And th- that song yeah. is totally a trademark a, of the times. For sure. <laughs> like, Even I was watching sounds, with Joey, and Joey was like, "This song is so 2008. It's so so 2000. Yeah. This it's is like so the, funny. this is like the end. This is the tail end of when that music died in the mainstream. Because that music is not popular anymore. That's not mainstream anymore. No, never again. (laughs) You know, like rap and pop. Yeah, it now it's just yeah, it's just hip hop and dance music now. Yeah. And now rock music is not a part of the radio, so this is a relic now. (laughs) Is that crazy? Oh, what about um, what's her name as Needy's mom? Oh my god, Amy Sedaris, so random, so random. I do like she's so good at it, like her one little part about her dream. She's, yeah. she's like, I'm a poor, tough mama bear. That, was, yeah. that line almost, the line almost kills me. Yeah, she's really good in it. Um, I think the boy that plays Chip kind of plays that role very well. Like he's, the yeah, concerned boyfriend, he's kind of yeah, a little sure. too overseeing, but he's yeah, you know, the boy next door. Yeah, normal, and then average. Yeah. yeah, and then we have our little scream queen, Kyle Gallner. I know <laughs> like, he is a scream queen, literally. 
That bitch is in every horror movie. He's in every horror movie. I know. Nightmare I love his Elm character Strange, in this Jennifer's one body. too. Scream Five. He's gonna be in. Oh yeah, he's gonna be in Scream Five. That's right. Yeah. Huh. Maybe he'll be the killer. Who knows? He probably will be. <laughs> I know. Seriously, he has the fucking filmography for one. Yeah, literally. They're like, you've earned this. Now you can be the killer, not the victim. I, I love his character in this, though. Like, that sort of sensitive, but, like, he looks like <laughs> Oh, my God, sensitive emo. emo. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that's, what I, that's another one of my lines. That's just like, that's just like uh, puncture wound. That is so emo. <laughs> uh, so, so many good ones. This is a good movie. So what would you, like... Would you rank this in what you're, any of you wear in your top favorites? Or I mean, pr- honestly, probably. I saw this movie. I was so excited to see this movie. I saw it by myself in theaters when I was like 19. Oh, wow. I, because I didn't want to have to try to convince anybody I knew to go with me. Because everybody else oh, was like, yeah. no, Megan Fox is in it. But I was like. God. I uh, forget I was like, you know what, that, like, that this came out when we were like that age. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? And I don't think I knew you yet. I no. think maybe I was on the brink of like we were get, we were probably really going to become friends like a couple months after this came out maybe a year actually like a year like a like year 2009 ish 10 ish yeah and i couldn't convince any of my girlfriends to go see a movie with megan fox oh uh, we, we would have went like three times to see this oh at totally. least totally yeah i and i loved it and i i i remember championing it from the beginning you know i i didn't see this movie in theaters i remember seeing this movie like after it had come out on like you know dvd yeah I have the well, DVD I bought it oh, and I watched it and that's li- the same copy I've had the whole time yeah it's the unrated version you might have been the one to actually tell me about this movie to be honest really it's so good I, I remember I've, the poster, I've always loved it and I don't remember I've always it coming been a big out fan. yeah so you probably were the one to be like you have to watch Jennifer's Body yeah, you I have to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> yes that's, that's pretty much what all my friends describe me when they, whenever they're like You've Do a never Jake impression. Seen this. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what it is. When if anybody ever does an impression of me, it's always you've never seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I get that Seriously. from my fucking. I get that from my dad because he does the same exact thing to people. I come from oh like a God. like a movie obsessed like fam. Oh, well, I guess. Just my dad and that side yeah. of my family. My aunt does the same thing, and she'll be like, she'll like see an actor. Oh, he's the one in da 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 da. Like name the whole filmography. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah. IMDb. But now I find myself doing that. Yeah. No. I'm. Yeah. I'm like we people. just watched a movie with her in it. She's the one from this and on her yeah. new. And then I go on <laughs> yeah. and on. I'm missing the movie. I'm like, rewind it. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. That's what how Joey mess. is. He's like, he's like, wait, who's that? Wait, they're in what movie? Because I was like, wow, I would have had no idea unless you said something. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? I mean, but it just comes with our, our territory. Totally. You know, being a movie obsessed bimbos. <laughs> yeah, uh, that should be our new our new podcast name. <laughs> Movie obsessed bimbo. Wow, that was an opportunity w- missed for us. Well, whoever's listening to this, if you ever feel encouraged to make a <laughs> movie-centered podcast, call it Movie Obsessed Bimbos. Yeah, <laughs> and think of us. Yeah, think of us, and definitely give us the credit. A tag. Yeah, for sure. Unlike Courtney Love. Speaking of Courtney Love and Hole. She said that she only got paid 10 cents for the use of the song Violet. And then she was like, and the title <laughs> naming the movie. Wow. <laughs> that sucks. Her fucking 10 cent fucking residual check. I'd be like, you, you keep it. It's on. This one's on me. That's yeah. what I would say. 
Yeah. I don't need it. They actually don't play the song Jennifer's Body in the movie, do they? No. The pieces of Jennifer's body. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even play that song in the movie. There's always room for it in the TV show. That's true. I'm, do you think yes. they sing it in the musical? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, there was like an unauthorized musical. It's probably like, I don't know, some local produced bullshit, but... Let's well, make there it was actually a, some a decent one. names in it. I forgot who was in it, but I remember recognizing one name, and I was like, are you serious? Yeah. You, you were in all, that, girl? Yeah, Bernadette Peters was in it. Uh, <laughs> Pat, Patty Lapone. Kristen Chenoweth played Nene. <laughs> yes, Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> Idina Denzel was Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> I'm Jennifer! <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I can't. I can't even do it. I can't. Um. Yeah, I can't even picture Idina Menzel playing Jennifer. Body. Body. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Well, we need to wrap this shit up. I know. I, you know, um, I just wanted to throw one more thing out there. Is one thing I noticed yeah. that Jen- that Jennifer was very skinny, and Megan Fox said that she lost so much weight to, to play this character. She was ninety seven pounds. That's so that's scary. That's so. I so mean, I, was I guess that's that the commitment. scenes of her looking sick are probably her without makeup on. Yeah, they literally <laughs> just like, wow, thank you for rolling out of bed today. You look perfect. Yeah, let's just go with it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Prayers? Um, uh, no, if you haven't seen it, uh, I would say check it out. I love this movie. It it like it is very campy, um, yeah. but it actually does have a good feminist message, and I think it's better than people remember it being because it got so commercially panned because people expected it to be uh, Megan, Megan Fox's Fox boobs. <laughs> yeah, it should be called Jennifer's boobs. That's what they thought it was going to be. Yeah. Jennifer's <laughs> <And it's-> booby. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Jennifer's booby, just one. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what about you? Final thought. Um, final thought is a four out of five. I would get it. It's not perfect, but I think it's no, great. of course not. It's a great movie. I think that it's it's up there with the best of the dark comedies. Like I would definitely put this next to like Jawbreaker. Oh, totally. Yeah, like it's like that's a good. Know, that's a good like one. Cult classic sort of teen or comedy right so on yeah absolutely no totally heather's um yeah heather's uh maybe not the craft that's not really a comedy but um no i think and and i i think i think it's a good companion to what we are doing next week which um we should maybe do a guess the game Ooh, yeah okay so we're not we haven't done this in a while yeah, so we're not going to tell you what it is, but uh, just know that it is very uh, similar in the vibe to Jennifer's body. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch it again. I think I've only seen the movie that we're doing next week once, so I'm yeah, I've seen it like, to revisit it. I've seen it like two or three times, but um, I do like it a lot. So um, before we go, uh, we probably got to plug our Patreon one more time. Yes. Patreon.com slash Fear the Talking Queers. Yes, uh, please go and, you know, we have a lot of good goodies coming out. 
Yes, um, we have merch, we have stickers, t-shirts, extra bonus episodes of horror movies and non-horror movies and horror movie commentaries. Listen to us chew popcorn while you watch a movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. What if that was it? Yeah, new episodes out now. It's the same thing. If that's what you want, (laughs) yeah. If that's what you want, we'll just eat popcorn while um, our microphone is on. It's us arguing with our husbands, eating popcorn, (laughs) and taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think that would probably be very entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my my gosh! gosh. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so subscribe to our Patreon. Find us on Instagram at Fear the Talking Queers. Email us. Fear the talking queers at gmail.com. And um, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday say. to me. Happy birthday to me. Hey. Oh, no, what's the Chuck E. Cheese one? Um, you say happy. Oh, I, we you, say happy. Uh, say happy. You, say, you birthday. say birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Right? Happy birthday, dear Chucky. <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday to. to Hey. Hey. hey! Twerk, twerk, twerk! twerk. Holes in the south. Uh, holes in the south. <laughs> We're all Chucky, yeah! <laughs> that's what they do at Chuck E. Cheese now. The one in Fairfield. Yeah, that's what that is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They tra- yeah. It's a it's smooth transition curtain, into walk. The curtain opens and it's just the chicken. Remember the chicken cheerleader? Holes in the south. Uh, with her, with the her with her boobs out like Cardi B in the video, like <laughs> with little stickers on it. <laughs> and she's all that I'm by freak. All you hear is her mouth going. I'm so mad. You need to use this in the preview. Like what the fuck are they talking about? I thought they were talking about. I thought they were talking about Jennifer's body. Fucking Jackie. Well, happy birthday, bitch! Another great year for you. Thank you. Especially because we basically talk every day, so it's gonna be a spectacular new year for you. Literally, no. What a gift that has been already. So, um, thank you for, thank you for my tarot reading. Thank you for being a good friend. Thank you You're for so doing. Welcome. Thank you for taking this crazy podcast adventure with me, and I can't wait yeah. to see what else we do. Woo! They should Bye. make a graphic novel of us. <laughs> they should make a graphic novel of us. They did that oh, with Jennifer's yes. body. I don't know what yeah. they would do with us. Ooh, yeah. What would it be called? Wait, what? Hey, are we, so the, the m- no, bimbos. What did we say? Oh, movie obsessed bimbos. Yeah, movie obsessed bimbos. Brutally murdered. <laughs> yes. I'm totally gay. I don't know. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, Bessies. I think we. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, before this gets any more ridiculous, um, we should probably get the hell out of here. Yeah. We always lose it. I know. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Um, we love you, loyal fans. You keep us going. You do. Thank you so much for your support and your prayers. <laughs> yes, your support, your prayers, and your money. Just kidding. I don't <laughs> have any of that yet. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Who's Talking Queers. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet screams, bitch. Bye.